0: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. Thanks for your time. Catch the first hour on the podcast. 989theanswer.com It's always a pleasure to welcome to the show uh, a fellow contrarian. Somebody who uh, sees nonsense and calls it out. And he, like me, has paid a price for it. But both of us feel like the importance of the work is worth the sacrifice. It's Tom Susie of The Susie Report, formerly of ABC6, here in town. Longtime journalist, television broadcaster. And uh, Tom, I reached out to you Sunday. Uh, when I uh, was given a scarf that Andy Ginther distributed to some city employees, I didn't know how many, but you've been able to get to the bottom of it. How many? How much? Give us some of the details of your investigation at thesusireport.com.
1: The old uh, Andy Ginther scarf. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's amazing what's going on with, with, with that scarf. So here's what I found out through uh public records request. Uh, 10,000 scarves were ordered. Uh, they came straight from Japan. I found that out because I had to ask because the tags were cut off the scarves.
0: Japan or so, China? Uh, they
1: were, I mean, China. Yeah. China. So, so they were manufactured in China, and uh, they ordered 10,000 of them. About 9,400 or so have been distributed to city employees. The mayor's office tells me that the uh, remaining scarves uh, will be Given to new hires, so there's a bonus to uh, get a job with the city of Columbus. Andy Ginter, a uh, complimentary scarf. <laughs> uh, the city tells me that taxpayer dollars were not used; that the uh, city's insurer, United Healthcare, picked up the tab through what they call wellness credits.
0: And uh, what is that? What is a wellness credit?
1: Well, you you know where you uh, get like a your a company will how do i how do i
0: phrase this maybe it's not important uh, maybe I shouldn't have interrupted you Well, it's if, if
1: not like you know you answer questionnaires like if you're not smoking or oh, if you're not okay. drinking okay or you know you're you're working out and you're, you're taking steps to improve your health uh those sort of things those so those are those are wellness credits uh to to me it's nothing but a kickback It's but, a bit, you know the, the 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 this insurance company. Is uh has a huge contract with the city, you know. To me, it's just a, a kickback. Uh, they're spending forty eight thousand dollars or so plus shipping to uh, you know buy these scarves for the city. They can call it what they want to, but
0: you know it's a kickback. So Tom, I'm I'm curious about this. Tom Susie the dot com is our guest. I got mine from a friend who works for the city. <laughs> And it's in plastic, okay? So this thing came packaged in plastic, and I did not know because I haven't taken it out. Uh, I'll find a homeless person to give it to. <laughs> I didn't know the no, yeah, tag. That's
1: where that's where they're winding up. Yeah? I know.
0: I didn't know that the that the tags were cut off. So they, I'm assuming they paid somebody at the city to cut these off, and then they put them back in the plastic.
1: Oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, you know, what uh, What? went into this? Because there's even a greeting card in there with uh, Ginter supporting one of the scarves and says, thank you, valued employees. So a, a lot went into this, a lot of packaging, a lot of mailing. And, yeah, yeah somebody had to uh, remove the scarves and cut off the tanks. Uh, now, that's something else to, to look into. But, yeah, just what a waste of time and money yeah. and resources for that stupid scarf.
0: And it's 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 – instructive how uh, on alert they are to the criticism they would take for spending 48 grand on scarves from a company in china that they chose to pay somebody i'm sure they were on city time to cut these tags off and fold and put these scarves back in plastic i mean it's just inane
1: yeah and i asked the mayor's office why did you cut the tags off and they said, "Well, we we did it because we uh, don't want to identify any of our our vendors. We want to have a you know a level playing field. Uh, we we did it just to basically imp- uh, protect the integrity of, of our vendors. Oh, uh, it, that that's a, it's how ridiculous. So I guess I'm going to start looking and see if there's tags on all uh, city issued uh, you know clothing. Yeah. Maybe they cut the tags off of everything.
0: Maybe Tom's, I mean, Tom. Tom. What,
1: what a mess down there! And the, and the police and fire. You know, there are a lot of these folks are handing these scarves out to panhandlers <laughs> because they were promised last July up to a thousand dollars in bonuses, hero pay for working through COVID. To date, they haven't received a dime, but they did get the scarf.
0: Got the scarf and because hypocrisy. They won't agree to the add-on condition. That they must be vaccinated to get their thousand bucks, which the city can't force them to be vaccinated because all that stuff is collectively bargained. So this is Ginther's way and his law director, Zach Klein's way of strong arming and forcing city employees to do something that they should only have the choice to do through collective bargaining.
1: Yeah, and it's become this big tug of war between uh, the city and now uh, the unions that represent the employees. And you know, the big question is, why is Columbus one of the remaining holdouts and uh, requiring masks to be worn in public places? I mean, what's going on in this city?
0: Well, what went on yesterday was a complete nonsense press conference from Andrew Ginther targeting gun violence. Uh, A couple days after, a guy is out with his buddies at Dick's Den in Old Columbus, north side, you know, around Clintonville. Imagine you're sitting at a bar. You're having a beer with your buddies. You're talking about a ball game. A, A stray bullet comes through the window, shoots you in the back, severs your spinal cord. You're 24 years old. You went out for a beer. You come home in a wheelchair. You'll never get out of the wheelchair. And then Andrew Ginther has the temerity to blame it on gun violence. He's close, Tom. He's close, why won't he target gang violence? Because that's what the violent crime in our city, the prostitution, the drug trafficking, and things like what happened to this unfortunate guy at Dick's Den is about. It's about the gangs in our city. Ginther knows it. The cops have told him that. Why does he like, give us this word salad about coalitions and community leaders and demanding action? And I'm not going to stand for this, but he never mentions gangs
1: all about politics with uh, this guy and the people who run the city. Uh, they're, they tap dance around these issues, and they, and they shouldn't be. I mean, we know that the majority of the shootings and gun violence involves gang members, uh, you know, young black guys between, you know, uh, 14 and 20-some years old. I mean, we, we know who these people are. We should uh, – Go into the neighborhood and start rounding up these uh, jackals and, and lock them up. And, and instead, we play politics. I mean, Ginther pl- plays the race card better than anybody in this town. And that uh, this is not about race. It's about, uh, you know, people being uh, murdered and severely injured by the same group of young thugs. It's time to round them up, stick them in jail.
0: Tom Soucy, our guest, read his reporting It's real, it's raw, it's relevant. It's at com. Oh, no, instead we're going to, Tom, uh, have advocacy through collaboration. Uh, We're going to try to get into the uh, National Firearms Trafficking Strike Force. So we're going to target illegal guns uh, and become, I guess, like New York, Chicago, and some of the other big cities in America that have, by every metric, the most stringent gun laws in our country and you know what else they have the highest murder rates so hey we got that going for us well you know this is such a beaten
1: up uh, long in the two subjects as this, this gun control you know it's been defined uh, in many cities that it, it hasn't worked we keep blaming guns guns you know on, on the violence let's target the people you know using the guns I mean, these thugs don't go into uh, gun stores and buy these guns. Uh, They steal them from houses. Yep. Uh, How can you control that, Bruce? How can you control these criminals getting their hands on guns?
0: Put them in jail when they carjack a car at 14. That's how you control it. But they're not going to do that. And our our judges at juvenile court aren't going to let us do that because holding kids accountable for carjacking and pistol-whipping people and stealing their car (laughs) is racist.
1: Listen. The only way you're going to clean up this city is you've got to vote all of these uh, these twits out. You know, from the, the, these 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 lame judges to city council to the mayor's office to the city prosecutor's office. You know, it's, I hate the cliche. It's been used, but it's true. You got to drain the swamp. Yeah, it's, it's that's the only way this city is going to get better. You you can't leave these same politicians in office and in, in control of the city. It'll never get better with these sort of people running the town.
0: One other thing I wanted to hit you with before we go, and our guest is Tom Susie. I highly encourage you to read his reporting at the Uh We're going to have more dead bodies in this city when we have a feckless leader like Andrew Ginther playing around the edges of these violent problems that we have. And uh, when we get more dead bodies, uh, it appears they're going to be stacking up at the Franklin County Coroner's Office. What's <laughs> going on there?
1: Uh, I'll I tell you what I've been I've been uh, nosing around on, at at the coroner's office, and four of the five deputy coroners, the pathologists who perform the autopsies, have resigned. Two have already resigned; they're gone. Two will be gone in April. That will leave one. They're already contracting with a local forensic pathologist to do some of the uh, autopsies because they're behind. They don't they don't have enough people down there. I hear it's a, it's a toxic environment, and people are heading out the door as quick as they can. I'm still working on this story. We broke it last night. But obviously, Bruce, there seems to be some issues at the Franklin County Coroner's office when four of five, four or five of your deputy coroners leave. And the head coroner, uh, the, doctor, you know, the Franklin County Coroner, Dr. Ortiz, uh, emailed me and says, it's you know, it's it's part of the great resignation. People mm. want uh, more time with their family. She's blaming it on the whole COVID deal, basically. Sure. You sure. know, people had time to reflect during COVID, and they, they want uh, you know to spend more time with their families and not
0: on the jobs. But four or five, gone? That seems fishy. That seems like a leadership problem, which I know, you know, would be a shocker in the city of Columbus, to, you know, in the administration at various offices there would be a leadership problem. Tom Susie yeah, our guest.
1: elected position. The, the coroner's office is an elected position. Of course. And, you know, she's a politician.
0: Of course. Read his reporting, thesoucireport.com. It's the only way you'll find out what's really going on in our city. And I uh, appreciate you coming on, Tom. Wish you well in all you're, you're doing. I'll keep watching your site and keep, pe- keep keeping people apprised of uh, your reporting. I appreciate what you do. Thanks so much.
1: Thanks, buddy. Go wear that scarf. you look like a young John Boy.
0: Yes, I will. Of course I will. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I will not be wearing that scarf. Uh, no one uh, – I, I know some firefighters who tucked that scarf down into the back of their pants and were wearing it around as a tail. I think that was a commentary on what they think of their mayor. Really appreciate Tom Susi's time and really appreciate his work at thesusireport. dot S U S S I Report dot com. Uh, crime in our city is um, forefront on our list of topics today because uh, Mary Andrew Ginther wasted everybody's time yesterday, came out and announced a bunch of nonsensical, no impact things that will make absolutely no difference in our city. And I have people saying. Oh, well, don't you think illegal guns ought to be curbed in the city of Columbus? Of course. Of course. But to devote your resources to that, which, hey, I don't think they really are devoting any resources, getting a bunch of community leaders together to complain about illegal guns, you think that has any appreciable impact? No. And if you do think it, okay, you're entitled to think it, but just watch. It's not going to do anything. You have to target the people who are actually using the guns. And they know who the people are. They know the gangs. Will Andrew Ginther give the money, marshal the forces to put enforcement, punishment into the equation for the city's gangs? No. No. Because the gangs add members of the community, vulnerable kids, no leadership at home. Looking for a way to be accepted or looking for a way to preserve their life. And then if you put those kids in jail, then moms, dads, grandmas, grandpas get upset, cost you votes. Not worth it. Not worth it. Andrew Ginter's not sitting on a bar stool shot in the back like 24-year-old Maxwell Williams was. Monday night, Dick's Den, 2417 North High Street, Old North Columbus neighborhood near Clintonville. Bullet comes through the window. Somebody in a car going south on High Street shoots through the window. He goes home paralyzed for life. He says he's got a great attitude. He says the only thing I can do moving forward is take life one leg or wheel at a time. While there are some hobbies like rock climbing that I'll never be able to do like before, there are plenty of activities you can do with a good mind, some good arms, and lots of patience. Wow. 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 What a perspective. But this is the kind of thing that should not happen. I've said for some time, the university area, and this is pretty close to Ohio State, there's going to be something happen in the university area. And I'm not absolutely not rooting for it. It's just when you look, you can put two and two together and know that down the road, We're going to be talking about something happening to an Ohio State University student, professor, GA, athlete. Imagine how many headlines that would get. Like what's happened to this very, very, very unfortunate young woman in New York. Followed home by a career criminal. Stabbed to death 40 times. This guy's a career criminal. Been arrested over, I don't know how many times. What's he doing out? I have no doubt that he's mentally deranged. What is he doing out on the street? I'll tell you what he's doing out on the street. He's experiencing equity. That's what he's doing. Because to put him behind bars would not be diverse, would not be inclusive, would not be tolerant. We protect the people who are giving us crime, disorder, and death. And we don't protect the people who are entitled to that protection. In the university area, they have had four crime alerts lately. It's just it's just an amazing, amazing thing. And they're trying to, you know, we'll, we'll light the area, we'll put up cameras. With How about putting cops on the beat and having them walk the beat? How about having the criminals see the cops? I don't blame the cops for not getting out of their cruiser, though. Because we have, you have actual people in our city with influence and positions of power who say that the mere sight of a police officer incites violence. Well, then you've raised people wrong if you've indoctrinated them to be mistrustful of police when they first see them. Oh. But we have... Uh, task Task forces, and we have initiatives, and we're putting up cameras. Yeah. My guess is the crooks know, the criminals know where the cameras are, and they'll do what they do out of the view of the camera. Think. See, while they are not people with any respect for orderly society, they are not stupid. They understand that you have adopted an attitude in the city of this far, no farther, meaning that you'll get up, you'll do a press conference, you'll talk about this, that, the other. You'll put a bunch of flowery words together to make it sound like, oh, you know, this is terrible, we're not going to stand for this anymore. But will you do anything about it? No, you will not. Let's talk to Kelly on the northeast side. Hi, Kelly. Welcome to the Bruce Willie Show. Hello, Kelly, are you with me? I am. How are you? I'm good.
1: Calling about last weekend, I live in Forest Park West, and someone has had the nerve to rent out the Elks Club to a promoter for an after-hours club. If you're familiar with Forest Park West, you know it's a really nice um, residential neighborhood. So here across the street from homes is this club that is operating after hours. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not surprised because, um, you know, to turn that away would probably offend someone, would probably cost Andy Ginther a vote, and he's not about that. He's sequestered with his protective custody and... In order to stay in power, well, some of the little people have to suffer. So be it.